Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today is episode two of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I'm joined by my co-host for the show, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Larry, hello. <laughs> Good. Hello. Excited to be back. Episode two, uh, beating down that box office. <laughs> how's your um? How's your weekend going? Pretty good. It's snowing a lot here in Denver, so just yeah. full of snow. <laughs> yeah, about like they're pl- they're plowing right now outside, and I I heard it here in Boston we're getting more tomorrow. So oh, really? it's yeah, it's ridiculous over here. Um, <laughs> before we start with the uh, box office and all things box office and what went down this weekend, I gotta say, so I follow you on Instagram, of course, and I love f- that for each screening you go to, you dressed apart. <laughs> like I saw, like I saw when um I saw when Medea when you was going to see Medea and you wore the all black because it's the family funeral. <laughs> yes. I, was, I was like, Larry, it's so hilarious. <laughs> but um, I do. I try to try to theme my outfits if at all possible to the film yeah, I'm seeing. <laughs> just wanted to give a little shout out at the, at that fact. Um, all right, so let's get let's get right into it. So, um, this weekend's box office movie box office for the week of march 1st march 1st is on friday tomorrow will be march 4th today is march 3rd larry how did we do what came number one yeah so how to train your dragon the hidden world did hold on to number one though it was a little bit closer than i think some of us had anticipated um but it ended up pulling in just over 30 million for its second weekend which was a 45 percent dip that brings it up to 97.7 here domestically and with the opening in china which was about 35 million it's now at 375.4 worldwide so yeah Um, it's doing pretty well uh after two weeks it is after two weeks 30 million um in the second week which we kind of you and i both kind of hinted at and it was gonna do good the second week see it was kind of smart the way they came the way um this movie kind of came out because they it probably the studios probably knows that next week this just that's it yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it i mean next week that's it and like the week at maybe it'll have um, i i picture it being solid like the and like a top two next week when it goes head to head with captain marvel but um yeah it's like this but this is so far it's a good run um total total like domestically it's like 97 million so far right now yes yeah so that's really good for that film so i'm sure they're um the budget was 129 million so they should they should recoup all that with the uh international stuff too oh certainly and i think it's on track at least worldwide to surpass the second film's total which was bigger than the first film so uh, and here in the u.s at least that was a smaller drop than the second film though of course not quite as good as the amazing run the first one had so right um all right so what did we have for number two we had a surprise number hit. number two was our debut our number one debut of the weekend and that was tyler perry's a medea family funeral which came in at just over 27 million in its opening weekend Jesus. which i mean i i think we talked about it that marks the fourth biggest i think of the medea films and mm. the biggest he's had in a while with those films so I anticipated it would get in the 20 range, maybe up to 25. I didn't anticipate 27. Um, yeah. 
I think maybe that last Medea film marketing push uh, helped out the box office numbers for the fan base. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great debut for what yeah. is a cheap movie for Tyler Perry to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna they gotta they're gonna uh, get back a lot of money for yeah. this movie. I did not. It. I see. I barely even saw marketing marketing for this movie. So I'm I'm thoroughly surprised that it made so <laughs> much. I if 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 you would have if you would have asked me last week, I would have bet like oh uh, you know the average these kind of movies usually make like what like fifteen to twenty. I would have been like I would have even went like ah fifteen to lower. Uh, just because of everything that, it, that it's going up against and stuff, but Jesus, and it, it wasn't even in like How to Train Your Dragon this weekend and the second weekend was in um four thousand plus theaters. Uh, yeah. this was only in two thousand plus theaters. Yeah. So I'm just this is crazy. So it's a great for them, I guess, for Lionsgate. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what Tyler Perry has banked his whole career on is right. you know he he of course writes he directs he stars in his own films so he doesn't have to pay any of those people and they're just he hires mostly unknown black talent and there you go. He doesn't use much popular music. I mean, there's there's not a lot of expense. And when you watch the film, unfortunately, I don't think his filmmaking skill set has really evolved over the years. It's kind of stayed stagnant. Um, you can see that clearly not a ton of money went into making this. And at $27 million, he's already clearly in the green at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, oof, I'm just... I'm surprised, but I mean, listen. Like I've I've noticed since I was a little boy that these movies, these um, I wouldn't say little boy. They wasn't out for that long, but like you know, <laughs> middle like like middle school, high schoolish. I know these movies are very popular with the uh, community. You know, especially like my family, they love these movies. <laughs> I I never understood how. I thought Medea was funny. Then I got older. I was just like these movies kind of suck. But um, I just um. I, I I get it. There's a there's a there's a there's like a there's like there's an audience and there's a good audience who will come out and, and people people like to underestimate the um, black community as far as showing up for box office. But we all know with Black Panther and <laughs> and with like movies like Medea and and Kevin Hart and you know and Taraji P Henson, you put them on a screen and people you know the community will come out and support them. So I mean I'm all for, I'm all I'm all for it. It's always um, interesting to see, especially in today's world now, because for a while there, uh, Tyler Perry was really filling a, a needed void. And I know he gets a lot of slack and a lot of criticism for maybe his depiction of right. the black community in these films. But especially when he was first making the films, uh, there wasn't much aimed at the black audience. He kind of filled that void for the black audience because big films weren't really being made for them. So, you know, you gain a a loyal fan base that way. You go in and create these movies and it's the only one in the market. Now, of course, we have finally kind of expanded that market a little bit bigger and grander than just Tyler Perry's films. But uh, you can't knock Perry's hustle. 
You can't, and you're right. Um, and you're right, and and I and I, I think that's why uh, last year's Black Panther was such a huge hit because um, for a long time the community was wasn't like you know there wasn't like a a character or like a film or like a franchise that was really like connecting with these um with the urban audience and stuff like that. So I I guess uh you because no one who no one was expecting like when Black Panther was announced no, that it was gonna no. be like. 200 a 200 plus opening weekend like yeah. that was cr- i remember seeing so i i remember seeing uh black panther uh opening night and it was it was like i remember the amc near my house had like there was maybe like two other movies playing in that entire theater and it's a, and it's a 14 screen theater you know so it's not like oh five screens it's 14 screens and like and like um, twelve out of fourteen was was Black <laughs> Panther, uh, including the IMAX and Dolby Theater. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And then that yeah. weekend, everyone was in costumes. So it's just like, you know, I I these kind of movies, you know, especially Medea is very lighthearted and stuff like that. But um, you know, these kind of movies definitely have a wide audience that people really really shouldn't underestimate. Because I underestimated it a while. Like when I see trailers for like What Men Want and um. And like the upside or whatever, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's not that's gonna be a flash in the pan. But like, no, they they come out, so <laughs> yeah. you know they show up. I mean, so yeah. But um, what do we have in the uh, top three? Number three. So number three is Alita: Battle Angel, slipping from two to three, uh, falling behind Medea. Brought in about seven million this weekend, which is a forty-three percent dip. But that brings Alita: Battle Angel up to seventy-two point two million domestic, and a worldwide total of three fifty point four. So starting to climb up there. That that number seems like it should be good, but just looking at that one seventy price tag, it still has <laughs> it still has about one hundred and fifty million to go. <laughs> I mean, I it's still got a journey to go. On 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 box office mojo, it's just right next to it that budget, and then what it has total Ugh. right now domestically, and I'm just like, yeesh, you know, because yeah. um, like what a dip, you know, seven million this weekend, and I get, but I guess How to Train Your Dragon and and uh the Medea movie was gonna kind of like took away most of the money from these movies this weekend, but I mean, Alita, man, what a story for this movie. It's reminding me of, um, it's remind reminding me a little bit of last year's Ready Player One and yeah. stuff like that, because I, I wanted, I personally thought Alita, Alita Battle Angel was fine, but like, I, I personally loved Ready Player One, so I was, oh. uh, it was such a bummer for me seeing how low the, how low of like a, the amount of box office that movie got as well, and that's kind of like the same thing as what's happening with Alita. Like it's not Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines was like seven no, million that yeah, weekend. Yeah, no, <laughs> they were like I seven mean... million that weekend. You know, the opening weekend. But um, yeah, it's reminding me of like movies like Ready Player One Certainly. and stuff like that. And I'm looking at this number and I'm thinking. It's going to have a tough time, I think, breaking a uh, hundred million domestic. Uh, I think it can yeah. still get there, but it's already down to seven million in weekend three. Next week, I think it's going to get pummeled. I think it's going to have yeah. another. It's going to have a huge drop next week. So yeah. uh, I don't know if it even gets to a hundred million domestic, which is a a shame because I think. It, it definitely it's not the best movie but it's mm-hmm. not bad and i think it, it it certainly should reach that mark but well it doesn't look like it'll make it i don't think 
Yeah, and it's um yeah, you're right because next week we have we have a big Marvel Studios movie and those like those I feel sorry when movies come out next to Marvel even like no matter what Marvel Studios movie it is even like I just like you know I feel bad for whatever's next to it just because like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I don't know, honey, but it's just like yeah. you know, Alita: Battle Angel. I I probably see like uh, four or three million next week, yeah. um, as far as box office goes. I mean, so we'll see. But um, I hopefully it, it it can keep going. I know I know it's doing good internationally though. Yeah, it's doing very well internationally, but it needs to do like Transformers level international yeah. numbers oh, to yeah. make a profit. <laughs> Oh man, it's struggling right now. All right, uh, what do we have in the uh, four position? So number four is the Lego Movie Two, the second part, which slid thirty-one percent, about thirty-two percent actually, and came in at six point six million. That brings us to ninety-one point seven million here domestically, and up to one fifty-two point eight million worldwide. So the Lego movie um, didn't take that big of a hit this weekend. So that's good for it. Um, <laughs> it's obviously yeah. on the verge. Uh, obviously, as we already mentioned, How to Train Your Dragon has already surpassed it. Uh, with Is that right? God damn, I just realized that. It's oh, only been, it's been out two weeks less, and it's already passed its domestic <laughs> and worldwide uh cumulative so that's a little bit rough for the lego movie uh it continues to just perform behind pretty much all of them except the ninjago movie Uh, it's way behind the first one's box office um but i mean these movies also don't cost a ton to produce the lego movies Uh, they're cheap by any means but uh, i don't even think it holds the same budget as how to train your dragon so i think it's okay but uh, they have to be disappointed yeah do you think this is the end for this lego the lego stuff for now i think well i i don't know when i'd have to look up when they're releasing that lego batman but that might uh, that might be the the stopping point for a second for lego batman because i know that one's already into production but Right. Um. Yes. Bummer. I mean, I hope. I hope the Lego Batman. T- I. I know that's coming, but maybe they push that back so that they can just like you know relieve all the stinkers from the Lego Movie Two's box office. Yeah. And stuff. Um. All right. And then now rounding up the uh, top five surprise. Oh, not yeah. surprise, too surprising. But... Yeah, I was gonna say this could actually lead into like a little sub conversation post Oscar box yep. office bumps. Start starting off with number five. Green Book jumps all the way up there to number five. They did increase its theater count by over 1,300 theaters, though. But it it did (laughs) jump uh, a really great margin for that, which Best Pictures usually do if they're still in theaters. So it made $4.7 million this weekend. Green Book's box office is now up to $75.9 million domestically and $188 million worldwide, all off of a $23 million dollar budget so great for green book Uh, it's just kind of shows we all talk about oh the oscars don't matter this that the third but there is something to be said about these boscar there is something to be said about these oscars box office bumps for these small films they do heavily depend on oscars and awards to people to get people to know that they exist even and to get them to go see it and green book is just the latest example 
You're right, and it's like uh, I I definitely as soon as that as soon as it won the best picture award, I definitely saw like on my AMC app that they had the Green Book movie at the top of like oh which movies to see, and I'm like Jesus already, but like it's not even the only um Oscar winner slash nominated movie that's like has has a bit of a has a bit of like theater bums as well. I'm seeing Spider Verse had um they plus Spider Verse into a thousand theaters mm. as well. A Star Is Born had a Star re-release. Um, uh, what Bohemian else? Rhapsody. Yep. Bohemian Rhapsody had a re had a little bit of a re-release as well. Uh, the so, favorite increased. Yeah, the favorite. So I mean, I'm happy that Spider Spider Verse is getting more money in and stuff. Yeah, like looking that. at Spider Verse, that one, uh, that one too. I don't know if it's going to be able to reach two hundred thousand. Uh, 200 million, yeah, it's but it's, it. it's yeah. trying, <laughs> but trying. Yeah, they released it back up there, jumped back up to number 11. A star is born, re releasing back out, it made 1.8. Uh, so that's at 212. Um, Look at that. 212. up to 214 domestic. Uh, the favorite only at 33, though, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's those are one of those like smaller releases in the first place. But I'm looking at a Stars Born's total gross two hundred and twelve million. That is yeah. instead it's crazy. Um, but um, hit that two thirteen here shortly. Yeah, they're about to, especially with this. I know they did they did the whole one week thing this week. Um, with the extra twelve minute footage. I mean, I have the Blu-ray. Just I mean, just I watch the, <laughs> like just watch the Blu-ray. But Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider Verse is it's great because the budget. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting the success of Spider Verse. Like, yeah. even after the uh, even after the uh, like the app, like the really good buzz that it was receiving when it like you know when those first press screens came out. I don't think everyone like the envisioned all these awards. I'm pretty sure by the end of the year, everyone just assumed that all these awards was gonna go to Incredibles two and stuff. But like, all of them went to Spider Verse, and it has you know it's this has to be. I'm very very happy for Sony. I, I wasn't too high on Venom, but this must be like a huge, huge, huge W for them as far as Spider Verse. And I guess if you don't have your Spider Man in your um in your system right now, and, and it's like all up to Marvel, you know, I guess this is a good way to make some money off the Spider Man name with just these kind of movies pumping out these kind of films. And so I, I know they're working on the uh, Spider Gwen and a couple of more character spinoffs. So I mean, hope I'm happy for them, you know. Oh, certainly. And well, um, then, yeah, just looking at these numbers too. Then we just have the. The other new release, which did not Oof. fare so well. Uh, so looking at the, the rest of the top ten, Greta comes in and debuts at number eight with 4.585 million, which is way under the ten and even under the eight million you had kind of predicted. Yeah, and I said, like, I was like, oh, that movie's going to be fine, like ten, eight. I mean, Jesus, this is rough. I mean, I'm, what do you think? What do you think happened here? Uh, I just, maybe, again, the marketing just didn't grab people, and then it's been getting very mixed reviews. I think it got a C-minus cinema score from opening day audiences, so that doesn't bode well. That uh, C-minus with a 4 million opening, this is pretty much dead on arrival. Uh, it's going to probably drop fast and off the map, yeah. <laughs> like, next week. I just yeah. don't see it. Yeah, and plus, I mean... People know Chloe Grace Moretz, but she's not really a household name. She's not somebody that 
piques interest amongst the mainstream. And then Isabelle Huppert, people in America don't know who, her. So yes. it's, you know, so there wasn't much. And they didn't, they didn't sell the concept well enough, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, the movie was like, I mean, it was very by, it was one of those very by the numbers, Stockholm, stalker movies. I mean, you just know what you're going to get. You know how it's going to end, all that stuff. I thought it was okay. You know, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, I thought, yeah, like I thought it was okay. And I, I definitely agree with you. If if they just kind of, if if they just kind of marketed, marketed, like focus features, if they just like did the marketing better and kind of like maybe like another like lead because like you're right like i even said that in my review i said chloe grace moret she's fine she's just if you want some if you want some pull as far as box office that ain't the one because she's just hasn't really showed her she hasn't really showed that she could be this like lead character you know this like lead box office draw like some studios are banking her to be you know like they a lot of studios are banking her to be like this oh this young teenage this young audience kind of draw but she's just not that but um you know i i mean there was uh, there was a couple of teenagers at my screening that i went to on thursday um opening night but i mean it's just she's not that draw that you would want so i and, and, and then i definitely i definitely think that you know as far as um isabel huper as far as her i think I think if they would have gotten like another actress, I think she was great. But if they would have gotten like another actress who was more like who the pe- the American people, the you know U.S. kind of base knew, then I I, I definitely would have seen this movie done better. Like like I I was thinking maybe like for for like uh what was Francis like uh, Chloe Grace's Moretz like maybe the girl from Riverdale. Um, what's the blonde chick's name? Um, from Riverdale. I'm losing her name. But, Sorry, um, uh, you and TP and I went off the board. <laughs> I think it's I forget her name, but I do think, but I do think like someone like that because that's a, that's a big show in America, so it's like that probably would have got some more pull. And I think as long as one of them, you know, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, even kept Isabel if the young person was somebody who could draw like people in. They right. wouldn't have cared who that crazy mom was if the young girl was someone we knew, you know? I yeah. think, um, yeah, I mean, I think Ma is going to whoop Greta's butt, unfortunately. I mean, oh, it might be a lot out? better, too. But I think right off the bat, they've already sold the premise a little bit better. You have Octavia Spencer, who maybe is not a leading woman draw, but she's somebody we're familiar with and we know <laughs> so i think ma is going to do much better than this four million for sure i would be shocked if it yeah. opened anywhere near this like it didn't even crack like at least like the six like five it just yeah, yeah like fighting with my family beat it i was not expecting that at all you know so um yeah it's very very i mean I mean, I thought it was fine. I, 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 I saw I saw it making more than what it did, but I mean I guess people just wasn't drawn to it and I guess the marketing wasn't that strong. I mean, we know about these movies because, you know, this is what we do and stuff like that. But as far as the general audience, I mean, yeah, they probably just like, eh. Okay, the girl's name was Lily Reinhardt. I definitely would have okay. I definitely could have saw her in the role. She's great. Um, but yeah, so yeah, then we had yeah. Apollo Eleven, which was a documentary that opened this weekend and opened pretty well. Opened to one point six five million, which is only from only one hundred and twenty theaters as well. So that's a, I feel like that's our second pretty good documentary opening this year. Uh, documentaries over the past two years or so, I think, have really kind of 
I don't know, had a bit of a resurgence, which is an interesting thing. Um, they're yeah. making more splashes, at least, at the box office and getting general audiences kind of excited to go see a documentary or at least willing. <laughs> well, I definitely will see as a like, you know, I, I, I can definitely see that surge because I'm one of them who's like, you know, I was documentaries are like, they're not usually my thing. But like after last year's, last year was a really good year for documents, oh, for yeah. docs and stuff. Like I enjoy how, well, um, won't you be my neighbor and, um, three identical strangers. And then like free solo was great oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So I definitely see a surge in, um, documentaries, especially the ones on Netflix too, are really killing it. Um, like that fire, like the fire festival stuff is great too on Netflix and yeah. Hulu. Those are, those have gotten me back into the documentaries. So I'll definitely be trying to check out Apollo 11 at some point too, you know? Yeah, and then two movies that just hit quick little milestones. We had yep. uh, The Upside, which we mentioned last week. It did, yep. in fact, cross the century mark with another solid weekend. It's now up to 102.9 million here in the U.S. And right. then Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> the week it comes out on Blu-ray, it also passed 200 million at the domestic box office this past weekend. And then wow. that went to 519, just about 520 worldwide mm. which is already both on both fronts more than the original Wreck-It Ralph made so, so we'll probably see a sequel to this one as well <laughs> is what I'm is what I'm assuming you're saying which I don't mind did you did you, did you like the uh did you like that Ralph Breaks the Internet I personally I loved Ralph Breaks the Internet <laughs> so did I like I thought so. I was like, like am I the only one who really loved it like yeah, I loved I the whole Wi-Fi it. stuff <laughs> yeah I really liked it a lot um, all right, so next week we have Captain Marvel. What do you? What's the um, tracking for that so that, far? I, I'm seeing so Oof. varied. Like even today, I saw back to the prediction of 140 million tracking, and I'm like, what? We're back all the way up to 140. Yeah. Uh, if I were to guess, I'm gonna say I'm gonna play it more safe than that. My, I'll predict Captain Marvel to come in about 115. That's going to be my my prediction. Uh, okay, so listen, I, I I would agree with you as yeah. far as how as far as you know, it's 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 like a new character and stuff like that, and um, it's not a well known character, but like they yeah. they've they've I mean every movie they they put out, uh, Disney slash Marvel Studios, they market the hell out of it. Oh yeah. So I'm just seeing this movie everywhere in like my city. <laughs> I'm getting tired of it, frankly. I'm just like, God damn, she just this 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 woman's everywhere. I mean, I I, I love it. I'm 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 here for the culture. Um, I'm here for the char- I'm here for the character. I'm excited for it. But I think, and then like, uh, my mother wants to see it next weekend. So I went to go look for some tickets, and yeesh, yeah. like yeesh, like everything is just booked. So yeah. I'm just with that. I I can I can at least see a one thirty plus. I'm oh, seeing at wow. least. At least one thirty. Like I know, because I saw tracking was like was like at one fifty at some point too. I mean, tracking because it went really high to start, and then they dipped it back down to about a hundred, and now it's climbing back again. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this tracking is all over the board. We're back up to one forty. Like, right? Great. I'm seeing. I'm actually seeing it twice. Uh, I'm gonna see it on Thursday, and then I'm gonna see it again on Friday. And just looking, uh, the tickets for Thursday were nuts, and then today yeah. I was trying to solidify the friday stuff and it's also just like those theaters are packed it's gonna be it's gonna yes. be insane <laughs> it's gonna be it really is and it's just like 
these kind of like these kind of ticket sales and stuff because you know it didn't it doesn't happen it didn't happen for like Ant-Man and the Wasp it didn't happen for like movies like even like Spider-Man Homecoming like it wasn't like I wasn't seeing like full theaters for like those kind of movies like Doctor Strange but Something about this Captain Marvel, man. Like, they well, just, think, like... Uh, I think people have gotten so impassioned. Like, I think the controversy might have actually helped Captain Marvel. Right. Um, Because, I don't know, maybe it impassioned people who are, like, in support to uh-huh. really, like, get behind Captain Because of all of this drama about, you know, whatever Brie Larson did or didn't say on the press tour, blah, blah, blah. All that mm. nonsense. Um, Yeah, I think uh, it doesn't seem to have hurt it. That's for sure. And at this point, I can think it only helped it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see a big weekend as far as um, that movie goes. Also, what helps it is that it's right before Endgame, which everyone wants to everyone wants to know what that post credit scene is going to be like. <laughs> you know, every that's one of the I mean, that's one of the reasons why I went in to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just wanted to see how what that post credit scene was going to be like. <laughs> But um, I'm pretty sure this is like more more than any more than a lot of other post credit scenes. This is the one like okay, how like is she gonna answer this page? Yeah. Is she gonna get the um you know the notice from from Nick Fury? Is it gonna be a time jump? Where has she been now all, all these years? Why didn't he call her in New York? Why didn't he call her in Sokovia? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like I think a lot of people are going in going in with those questions. And that's another reason why it's be, this is becoming such such an event as well. I'm definitely excited. And I um, think people don't want to be left out of the parties cuz so many right, people don't right. know who they don't know much about Captain Marvel in general and now, you know, even if you didn't know right away whose symbol that was, you know, in the the post-credit of Infinity War, you know, it's been everywhere. Oh, that was Captain Marvel. Everybody told you whose symbol that was. So if you don't know the character and you're not familiar with her, but you know she's going to play a part in the endgame, then, you know, you don't want to miss out on her film, even if it doesn't lead directly into endgame, if it's way before that. You you know, you kind of want to know about her, want to know what the heck, who is this Captain Marvel <laughs> that I'm supposed to know that's going to be coming in and kicking butt? I don't know. So I think that's another reason is people just, they want to see her and be a part of the whole the whole culture moving into the final endgame. Right. So, yeah, that's a good, good, exactly. That's a good way to put it all. Um, I'm excited for it. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel's box office next week on episode three. I'm excited for that. Um, So, yeah. All right, guys. That is, that concludes episode two of the box office beatdown with Dwayne and Larry, Larry, Dwayne, whatever, whatever rolls off the tongue better. (laughs) But um, thank you guys for joining us, Larry. um, Let everyone know where they can find you any, any, or any upcoming stuff going on in your uh, YouTube page this week and all that. Certainly, I'll, of course, have a review for Captain Marvel up on my page, and that is LC Screen Talk. L, like Larry, C, Chilson, my last name. Screen Talk, because I talk about things on a screen, Uh, but that's on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And um, I'm also working on a couple other series, but I don't think they'll be up anytime soon. So that's all I have really definitively planned. (laughs) <laughs> all right um thank you once again larry for coming on this week um taking time out of your schedule can't wait to talk about captain marvel's box office next week it should be should be a great episode with that 
you know, alone and stuff. And, and as well as I'm glad that we started the show before, like if we started this like later on in the year, like like October, like we would have missed out on all the big releases oh, yeah. coming up. So I'm very, very excited to get into like when Toy Story Four and like Lion Lion King and Aladdin. And I'm all really, that. I'm like, actually super excited for Aladdin just because I think it's going to be really interesting to look at the box office and yeah. delve into it. I so more than the film itself, I'm more excited about what implications aladdin has on disney as a whole <laughs> right right as well as um well, we have that and then we'll have the big big end game number that yeah. should be bonkers because i heard i heard it's i heard it might beat last year's i don't think it will but i heard that it's it might come close to last year's number um so all this is going to be really exciting when the future episodes ahead hopefully one of us doesn't get like sick when like those things <laughs> happen but <laughs> as long as we're both good and healthy we should be good <laughs> So um, thanks, Larry, once again. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.